I have to give it to him for like being able to rebrand. Like he rebrands better than Madonna. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Same Twelve Notes podcast. My name is AJ, aka you know they. DJ Slowbo back in the building. I don't want to be cancelled like you. <laughs> don't take my verse off this. Welcome, welcome to this Thursday Sunday service. It's Pastor Sign, aka Sign from the Above. Jesus <laughs> is the Lord and Savior. Welcome to this week's sermon. <laughs> oh, I'm coming with a hot fire. <laughs> welcome to the. Yep. <laughs> Okay, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Welcome to the episode. There's an awful lot of Kanye to talk about. So much we're also Kanye. in a weird, precarious position where I am the only one who has seen Jesus is King in IMAX. I did. I did more homework for once. We went from AJ does nothing to AJ did it all. I just like to put out there that I'm glad I didn't go. Since I vetoed going to church around 13 years old, uh, I'm happy I didn't go. I'm a pastor of the streets, let's say. <laughs> How do we want to do this? I don't know. Um, it's, it's so hard because this isn't anything like we expected, but it's kind of what we expected. It simultaneously managed to meet and disappoint all of my expectations at the same time. So one question I've got leading up to this, how many different album titles have we had from Kanye in the last like three years for these albums that were supposed to be coming out? Oh, there's a whole um, there's a whole thing about this unreleased Kanye projects. Um, <clears throat> because when did when were we told this is called Jesus is King? All right, so unreleased Not Kanye that West long projects. Ago. Wolves. Oh yeah, that was supposed to be a whole project. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> uh, uh, two. Yeah, no one wanted that. Yeah. Uh, Shut up. No one wanted that. I'm still I'm still gonna put out there that Jesus is his worst album. Worse than this? Summertime. Uh I preferred this to Jesus, yes. Fuck off. <laughs> fired. Uh fired. You're fired! I don't, well, I don't know, because Jesus is one of those ones where like you can go back and we proved this we proved this. <laughs> <laughs> we proved this before when you go back and you look at the songs you're like oh yeah that one was that one was actually good like i liked that i liked I that but the, the project as a whole <laughs> i feel like this project is like jesus though where you you listen to <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i'll start killing it i was doing the whole first verse how can you you can't argue with jesus Hold on. Um, <laughs> but you can argue with Jesus, I see. <laughs> cruel, okay. cruel Winter. That was cruel, another one. Oh, I was so excited for Cruel Winter. Uh, I was going through a breakup I wasn't even going through. Oh, I think well. probably the most fabled was TurboGrafx-16. Everyone's heard about that. I was weirdly super excited about that. Uh, Love Everyone. I know, I don't remember hearing anything about that. TurboGrafx-16 became Love Everyone. Okay. Apparently. Yandy. We never got Yandy. Never got Yandy. Uh, what we got? Well, he probably realized Gandhi's not a person to aspire to be. Yeah. Ooh. Don't aspire to be Gandhi, people. Uh, he, he did. Well, he, I I think that the theory on that was that he leaked that himself so that. He oh could, yeah, that weird. Because he put. He, yeah. We did get how many tracks was it from there? Was it five that got leaked? Or? Nah, like a whole like half an hour album got leaked. Yeah. So like oh, loads of tracks all over the internet. It collated to like a half an hour project. Uh, uh, there was another one looking at 
Jesus King. I guess we saw the whole thing. There's yeah. a whole, there's a whole <laughs> other one called So Help Me God. So Help Me, oh my gosh, that is what it was called. So Help Me God, where it was like the symbols and doofuses were getting that shit tattooed on Reddit. Oh shit, but yeah. That, I, I can't remember <laughs> that didn't come out, it was a weird symbol. This says the college dropout original version. Don't know what that's talking about. We'll skip over that. Yeah. Uh, good ass job, both versions. Ooh. We never got good ass jobs. Uh, and watch the throne too. So those are like the all as far yeah, as we the, knew that was <laughs> the, yeah. that's the the not so comprehensive list of like unreleased Kanye projects. I've got to say, go on. When I was walking past Victoria train station, I saw the thing on the floor that was like Kanye West Jesus King twenty fifth. I was surprised because that was the first thing I'd seen about it. <laughs> like mad marketing, crazy marketing, very subtle. I was surprised we got this album as soon as we did. I was expecting a much longer delay. Well, it was, what was it, eight days delayed? Something like that. Like, Yeah, he, it was eight days delayed and he, I saw something, did he only submit it with like half an hour deadline or something? Because it's- The original version was supposedly submitted like four, it was given for final mastering like four hours before it should have released, which yeah, is already you, eight hours behind schedule because it takes- It takes like four, a, it's a, it, it takes like a day, they say, to be fully absorbed into all the streaming platforms yeah. and be readily available and all of that jazz, which mm. as someone who has released a single via TuneCore, I'm practically a music producer. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that you have that. <laughs> I'm a wow. chart-topping um, music producer. I'm practically Suge Knight. <laughs> I'm out here trying to buy your life right. The, the son, the son of the original. It's, oh wow! Oh, <laughs> Would you rather? Okay, so I'll tell you what I want to do. Yeah. Feel free to shoot me down. This is probably something I should have said out loud before we hit record. Yeah. I think we should go through the album, play a track, pause the recording, talk about the track, see where that conversation goes, then move on to the next one, and so on and so on and so on. So we only have, but what, how many tracks? It's oh. not a long album. It's 27 minutes long, plays deceivingly, because there's some songs that are like 30 seconds, however long those things are. Yeah, interesting, because I find myself singing random bits of the album and I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. yeah. I've it plays as like one long 27 minute song. Just like Mass. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> so should we what, get the track list up? Yep. So we'll start with Every Hour, Mr. Kenny West and the Sunday Service Choir pulling up more credits. Okay. So for those who are wanting to Produced listen. By, sorry to interrupt you completely there. It's calm. I do it all the time. Uh, for anyone who wants to listen along at home, we're going to take a pause. We're going to listen to Every Hour and then we'll, uh, then we'll be back. For you... It will be seconds. For us, it will be one minute and 52 seconds. I just told you who I thought I was, a god. I just told you, that's who I think I am. All right, we're back. So what did we think? I really, really dig this. This to me was as good of an intro as Ultralight Beam. Even though it had no bars in it, or it was, it's a fantastic, introduction to this album. I think it might be the best, one of the best songs on the album. I don't know if I can Question. go that far. Dep it depends how you, how you classify the album. It's great. <laughs> I've not said that for so long. <laughs> I didn't even know. You're doing so well. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been getting real bad at that. Like this, so this intro, excuse me, this intro, I put it on and 
like because of all of the stuff building up to this album being dropped, this was exactly what I wanted to hear. The, yeah, this carried the energy that kind of cr- came about when we were like, oh, Kanye's preaching, preaching. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if we go back far enough, we said that we was going to get even the possibly the most gospel Kanye that we've ever got. And I think as soon as I pressed play and this is like the first introduction, I was sold the dream. I was like, yep, yeah, sign me up. Where's my all yeah. white? I'm I was going uh, church. preaching. Mass has never looked so lit. <laughs> I was and literally preaching while I was cooking rice. Yeah, I, I just think for for what we've been sold, this uh, as the intro was perfect. That's so true. Like I've just been looking through. I was trying to play devil's advocate to say, Kanye is like understated as giving us some phenomenal intros to albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's something he's very good at. Uh, do you know what's really weird about this whole this whole album so far? Is like, oh, one minute and twenty seven seconds of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in when I li- when I after I'd heard this and then I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. My initial reaction was, oh, damn it, I didn't like it. And then when I go back and try and justify that opinion, I can't. It was the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think though, like the whole, because I've seen so many different reviews on this album. And I think once you take away that this album wasn't designed for like a rap fan, then you kind of accept it a bit more. But like when you start breaking down stuff off the album, there's not really much that I'm finding fault with that I don't like. Yeah. In Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one because I don't think it's... We said that we had the conversation before we started recording. If this was an unknown artist that put this album out, would you... It wouldn't have even come up on my radar. How many of you guys have listened to Lecrae? No. Nope. There we go. That's exactly... Lecrae's been rapping like this his entire career. No one knows who he is. Yeah. But if you go on the right parts of Twitter, people have been making so many jokes that Kanye just stepped into the gospel rapper's corner and be like, this is my house now. But the Lord's house, let's not. I think like, <laughs> Kanye's like the only one. I, Kanye's the only person though that I feel, well, no, he's not the only person. Cause I feel like if, if Hove did the exact same thing, we would probably give it the exact same reception as well. Well, in terms of nah, it, in terms of it being like as highly anticipated, highly anticipated. But I think when I've been listening to other people talk about this album, yeah, the few people that have heard, listened to it, but also aren't necessarily like big hip hop fans, or even the, the, they've got the very, very popular opinion of Kanye at the moment. No one likes Kanye that isn't. Me. It's trendy to not like yeah. Kanye now. Like you're, either, I, th- I find that the the opinions on Kanye are very hot and cold unless you really think about it a lot. So like you've either got people like me, I'm a Kanye apologist. He can do no wrong for me, um, oh. and then you've got the people who he can do no right. So yeah, my housemate refused to listen to this album. I I know someone who was once a Kanye theologian who refuses to listen to this album. Mm. Same guy. Yep. He's been on the podcast. We can say his name. If he doesn't want to listen to the album. He said he would. And then in fairness, I managed to like talk him into it. Congratulations. Because I struggled for a day. But yeah, I know a lot of people (laughs) who are. Only because I offered to get him to come on and talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Diehard Kanye fans who 
because of the lead up. I think it's one of those where it's not the music at all because I yeah, feel no, like a not. lot of people, if we got one of these songs as a single, imagine if Kanye announced this album on that day where that picture on Instagram dropped and it was a six, even if it was just like a 10 second Instagram video of Kim recording the table and this was playing in the background. Mm. What, for every hour? Or just yeah, like, just like yeah, Kim yeah. was just recording this and that every app was playing in the background. People would probably be like, oh, Kanye's out here. But then they might have thought the same thing that you the thought. The problem like, is, oh, this is, Kanye's antics have, and I don't think this is a particularly, you know, controversial thing to say. Kanye's antics out of the recording studio have sullied public perception of his music. Yeah, if Kanye- Even for someone like me, I was getting sick and tired of Jesus Kanye. If Kanye never said slavery was a choice and, nah, wore, and, wore, a maga, and wore a MAGA hat, I guarantee people would have a different reception of this album. That's I true. forget how long that orange dude's been in the White House. It's been a whole like three years. Yeah, yeah. three and a bit, beginning of next year. Yeah, a long time. But I, feel, I definitely feel, I agree with what you're saying that his actions outside of music are swaying a lot of fans of him. Even, even I messaged someone after I listened to the album and I said, I don't like this album. I was definitely, even though I've apologized for all the shit that Kanye said and done, I began to get swept up in the, oh man, he's just moving a bit too weird for me now. And then I wanted the album to prove me right. Oh like, yeah, that's a great When I first put my yeah. headphones in, I, and this is a terrible, I was ready to not like it because I wanted it to validate the opinion that I already had that was like weird Jesus Kanye has gone too far. I was really, really looking for it to prove me right. And it wasn't until I listened to it like three or four more times that I realized actually it didn't. Yeah, that's fair. Do you want to know where I first heard this song? Go on. On a train. Same. Oh. Rammed around a load of people. I felt Same. like I was at Sunday service. <laughs> <laughs> there was just shit loads of people. And I put it on and I literally listened to the first song and turned it off. I was like, yeah, I can't do this right now. That's, yeah. I was very ready. I was in my humble abode, put my headphones on. Because I, I heard, like when I was watching the Twitter sphere unravel as this album was coming out and I was seeing all the things that were being posted, I saw Consequence post that this album is in the middle of mastering, like he's in the middle of mastering mm. this album to yeah. get it out. I was confused because I saw elsewhere on Twitter that Mike Dean was involved last yeah, minute in that, the mastering. Yeah, I saw that as well. Um, he's on the credits, which again, Mike Dean, phenomenal producer of rap music, all the rap music, we- All owe, of it. <laughs> we owe everything um, production wise to Mike Dean. Yep. I saw that and then I thought, okay, does that mean we're going to get like, the bass heavy intricate 808 work. Cause mm. Mike Dean is phenomenal. Yeah, great at that. Uh, rap production. And then when this song started, I was terrified. When this came on, I was like, okay, I get the angle. I'm not even scared of the song. I'm terrified of like, what is this gonna sound like? Because when The Life of Pablo came out, we ended up getting what, three versions of that album on streaming platforms yeah. because it had to be remastered. Songs were chopped and changed. He went in and literally edited lines. Yeah, and then the, this started and I was like, you have a bunch of rappers producing something that has no 808s in it. What Ooh. I found odd was this song gave me a, a different res first response to 
my initial response the first time I listened to Life of Pablo and I was introduced with Ultralight Beam. Even though that was still ultra-religious like this. Yeah. Like the, the general vibe isn't that much different. If anything, this is... If you exclude the amazing Chance the Rapper verse from Ultralight Beam and just take the very first part of it, then we are not ultra-like that part. This is better than that. Yeah. As far as a first, way more as way far as a first yeah. opening part of an album, this is objectively better than Ultralight Beam. The only thing that stops this song from being overall better than Ultralight Beam is it ending with an amazing verse like that chance verse. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that I want it to, because this is great on its own. I'm just saying if it had, if it, whether it was someone like Chance or even Ye himself or you know someone else threw down a verse at the end of that incredible introduction by the Sunday service choir. This this would have been better than Ultralight Beam. And I blast Ultralight Beam all the time. This is, I, I, as I said already, I think this is probably one of my favorite ones off the album. And I, because when we first looked at this and we saw the whole Sunday service choir coming out, I said and called it from early that I think the album is just going to be basically like going to so Sunday service. To and you're kind of it's for it's basically going to be four people that can't go to it and mm. do it when this opened with this i was like yeah this is lit i kind of wish that it did something like this to end it as well so then it really did feel Rounded like you, off. yeah so it felt like you're this is like the arrival of coming to sunday service yeah. you're greeted with that like how you would at mass mass yeah. always starts with a song mass yeah. always ends with a song Yep. And I kind of wanted it to tie it in like that. And then everything else in between would basically be Pastor Kanye. And that's how I kind of wanted this album to go. Yeah, I I definitely see. Like, he set us up for that. Yeah, that um, was from, from initial, like, I've, there's more that I want to, like, go into about yeah. it, but I'm going to so, save it for once we've listened to so, next song. So track one, we're all happy. Yeah. I'm definitely happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, when track one started, I was like, okay, this is unapologetically religious. I get it. This is, it's going to be hard to steer away from this. And what I want, next? I want the people to know that I'm trying my best to be hypercritical of this album. Yeah. Even though I'm a huge Kanye stan, I really didn't want to... In, I, wanted, I wanted that moment of, oh, that's it. The illusion has been shattered. I was looking for that. I don't know why. It's wrong of me. I'm sorry. It's not wrong. I do um, with M&M all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the illusion to be shattered. And thus far, if we take it track by track, it hasn't. Good. Has, okay. anyone, give right. this, has anyone give this um, a shower test? Ooh, not yet. No. I, oh. This song in the shower, it slaps differently. Okay. This, this song, like, as I said, that's I, a, I, listened, to it, I, I yeah. listened to it first on the train and had to turn it off. I was like, yeah, I can't do this right now. The next time I was in Leeds. I'm a blast on the big speakers at work. Was getting ready to um was getting ready to go DJ in the morning. And I put this on in the shower. I spent the whole I must have spent a whole 20 minutes in the shower just singing along to <laughs> dancing. Are any of the, out in of interest, are any of the tracks rated as explicit? Nope. No. Not a single swear word on this album. Interesting. You can't swear All right. in church. Yeah. What yeah. type of party do you think this is? Okay. Next <laughs> what's the next what's the next track? Track two. What's it called? Soleil. Soleil. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat. So, 
I think it's fair to say, at least if I remember the rest of the album off the top of the dome, this is definitely the most rapidly rap track. <laughs> it's one of. It's got the most bars in it. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it does. I'm pretty confident um, it does. At least at this point. So if we take, we've just had the amazing <laughs> at introduction. Least at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What I mean. Let me. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna let you finish. We had the amazing intro, and then this was quite a tease because this is a. This isn't too. Other than the hallelujah. Hallelujah, hello, which is, it just sounds like a really good sample. If this was my first indication of what the rest of the album was going to sound like, I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, fine. I'm there for that. It yeah. mixes it up later on, but. Yeah, like after that, after the first one where you don't hear any bars to come into this one where it is very rap heavy. It's mostly bars. I liked it. I think the parts of it does remind me of Black Skinhead. Yeah, the... The drums mm. are very, yeah, very Jesus. Yeah. Who was on production of this song? Benny Blanco. Okay. Boogs the Beast. Evax. Uh, Federico Vin yeah. Vindver. Um, I apologize on, if yeah. I've butchered that. Yeah, he's on the whole album, I think. Um, Francis Starlate. And then Kanye. Yeah, so... As soon as this, the rap started in this, from the first four lines, we were like, okay, Kanye has got a message that he's jumped straight to. So with his other albums, I'm going to be daring enough to say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Ooh. where he starts off and Kanye isn't on the first track, just like this. Yeah. There we have Nicki who's talking us through. You might think you've, all of that. Oh, and then he goes... A better time when we had Nikki. <laughs> oh, a good time. <laughs> um, and then we go straight into Gorgeous, mm. which is a rapping-ass song. And straight away here, again, I'm not comparing quality, I'm comparing... St structure. Yeah, the structure. He literally goes straight in with no... No preamble, whereas some musicians will give you a warm-up. They'll yeah. lay, start to lay the tempo, the speed of the album, that sort of stuff. Um, he goes straight in with God is King. That's literally the first three words from Kanye on this mm. album. We the soldiers, ultralight beam out the solar. Boom, we have one reference straight back to the first track on his The Life of Pablo. When I get to Heaven's Gates, I ain't got peek over. Keeping perfect composure. Like he's going, we know straight away that Kanye isn't, he doesn't swear. He doesn't yeah. talk about any of the other stuff that we've heard Kanye. You can play the song in front of your mama. Um, I'm still, the 808 still might be a bit abrasive. But, <laughs> 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 uh, but it's something that like, we shouldn't be angry at Kanye for doing what we know Kanye has done before. So yeah. a lot of people now are just angry at the subject matter. And then he goes on, and this is a long first verse. I'm not going to like dissect it because there's other bits yeah. about it. But he goes on, on like a very specific topic. Like this, he doesn't quote wave away. He goes straight in like you're going to say there. Yeah, he, he, he's quoting Bible. He's quoting scriptures. He cites, so I think there was a, there was a sense, at least, maybe not. The more, the more I think about it. But like my initial sense was like, oh, is this whole Jesus thing? just 
surface level. Like very just like, oh, God is king. Why is God king? Because God is king. Like you could never ask the five whys. Kanye's coming through with, he's quoting specific verses. But then now that I really think about that, that's not unlike Kanye. Kanye digs out, like Kanye's sampling the Bible. That's what's happening. That was deep. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just thinking, I was like, oh yeah, but Kanye goes and pulls out like obscure, Oh, it's red in ref, um, tracks. He, like his his. I think it's fair to say he's probably one of the best samplers. Well, yeah. In hip hop, we know that that's not a, a controversial statement. So then to say that it would all be surface level with the Jesus stuff, probably just not true. Um, I, I don't he's, think he's, Kanye does anything half hearted. No, he doesn't. Like this, someone that I know quote uh, said something after listening to the most recent Zayn Lowe interview, which you two haven't listened to, so we can't really talk about. But the one thing that he said was like. Every single time he goes back and listens to another Kanye interview, he's basically entirely changed his mo- his world view mm. or his, his entire like moral compass has changed. Like everything is different. And he says it with a hundred percent conviction every single time. Like what Kanye believes at that moment, he believes it. True. And that's pretty much what you just said, Slopo of, yeah, he doesn't do things by halves. He's yeah. not just, he's not just dabbling in Jesus. He's like, no. he's all the I way think, there. I think as well, touching on the, the interview that I watched with him as well, I feel like a lot of this is for his kid as well. He was saying that, what was it? She sees going to church, almost like summer camp and stuff like that. Like she's mad excited. Yeah. And I feel like, I like when oh, I was I watching- saw that, yeah. yeah. when I was watching the interview, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this kind of does make sense to me. You're doing this because you want to- kind of make make it cool to for you to still like it like everyone's instill his idea of religious yeah a religious life in his family other than the way it's probably done with everyone yeah because yeah. he said that he hated going to church it was like yeah. it's it's more of a chore than something that you're excited to do you go because you're told by your parents you have to go the exact well, reason i don't go whereas if you look at what he's been doing with the Sunday service choir, shout to D James, because I saw on his Instagram that I showed you earlier, the yeah. uh, the Sunday service experience he did in London. That looked incredible. That, yeah. That looked incredible. And it is basically like going to church, I'm sh- like probably without ha- hearing your Bible passages read to you as as normal. Yeah. But you're hearing him reference it in his, you're, he- <laughs> you're hearing him reference it within his raps. Yeah. And everything like that. And I feel like he's trying to, almost make it cool to be able to be like, oh, okay, like this is my way of going to church. Is it worth, um, I've just been thinking about it whilst whilst you were talking. Is it worth laying cards out on the table and just being real open and honest about where we're all at with Jesus? Born and raised in the church, I decided I didn't like the idea of going to a church because the people there were trash. So I am religious but I don't believe in the i I don't believe currently in the idea of organized. a church going to that organized place where like the shit that I saw when I was there was not Jesus like. So mm. that like a lot of this album, not to ruin the rest of it, speaks to me because of that. Because I was like, cool. No one people act surprised when I say I'm religious because I drink, I'm covered in tattoos, I don't go to church. 
And then they're surprised when I say that because they're like, you can't be religious and yeah. mainstream or se secular. Um, and you have people on either end of the spectrum telling me that that stuff you do, you shouldn't do because of religion or this is, that, that makes sense because you're not religious or they question it in the middle. So yeah, a lot of this album, even in this song sings to me really quickly. Slopo? Mm. Uh, I was always made to go to church when I was younger. Uh, got baptized, went to a Catholic church, went to Catholic secondary school. So yeah, it was always like, for me, church was always in force. Like even up until the age of what, 16, yep. when you leave school, we had to go, like some days we would have a whole day where you didn't do any lessons and you was literally just in church. Yep, same with my secondary school. So like for me, it was, it did always feel like a forced thing. So as soon as, as soon as I turned 16 and left school, I was like, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm not going anymore. No one can tell me they've got to do that now. So like, I kind of get where he's coming from in a terms of, I want to make this lit for young people where they actually want to go. Yeah. Like if, like for me, if I was younger and they had something like Sunday service going on that like I was a part of, even if it was more like, oh yeah, you have to go. But the way that it's all structured yeah. and like it seems more enjoyable, like there's a lot more stuff. Like he scrapped the whole white, wearing white thing as well. Um, shouts to Flacco after he, he came back from Sweden, just turned up in his dickies and shit. <laughs> And it was like, like I think Kanye is like for me. I think it's hard. It's hard to say because at first I kind, I kind of with the whole rollout of this, I kind of expected it to be more of a phase that he's going through. Yeah. But you kind of see that he's still trying to figure this shit out himself. Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? So, um, you know, I think. This new record has been quite surprising for me because um, I actually was going in expecting it to be terrible and expecting it to be like just like abysmal and tasteless and like hurried. Um, and you know, I, I, I did see like all the Sunday services, so I thought maybe it was a live album or something, but. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I'm not gonna say that I loved the entire album. It wasn't like, I, I wasn't like every track was fire, but I, what I can say is that I am a fan of the fact that he is able to, he's able to consistently rebrand himself. Like we can point to a time in history when that began. And I think that's like, he's just continuing and building on that. Like, and, even though I just am not a huge fan of him, of his, or of him, or like, you know, his politics or his, like him as a person, um, I have to give it to him for like being able to rebrand. Like he rebrands better than Madonna, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think like one thing I got, so I haven't even let AJ go, um, but one thing I thought was like, if someone is brave enough to say, can you praising Jesus is a phase, I hope, Ironically, I hope to Jesus you're not religious because like basic preschool religion is you can't judge someone like that. Yeah. That's like that's basic religion. Yeah. You can't question someone else's faith because you don't feel like they're genuine. So straight away I said, Okay, I can't question him on that. If that's how he does it, that's how he does it. We have people handing us leaflets all the time on the street. Yeah, you we can't 
tell them they're not being the right type of religious. Yeah, I feel but like with Kanye- Am I going to the website? Nah. With Kanye as well <laughs> though, like he always has tendencies to do things very abnormal to the way everyone else does. Like in the interview that I watched, he's there and like, I think he swore and he was like, oh, uh, there's my Christian scorecard going down. And it's like, yeah. like I can get why some people like, this is like a phase because of the way that he's saying things like, you shouldn't be saying as if it's like a scorecard, like a game kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time- it's how like, we were raised. Yeah. In the yep. church, a lot of people would. So my, I guess, I guess the, the root of my question was like, God is real. God's a thing. That's what I was getting God's at. a thing. God's a thing. God's a thing? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of undecided. I, I don't know. Some days you could ask me and I'd say, yeah. Some days you could ask me and I'd say, mm, I'm not sure. Because in typical AJ style, got a very hard line stance on this. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for this. I was this. surprised. This is a very different question to what can you say? Oh, on. no, no, but I, I think it's important to, and the reason I brought it up was to, for the people listening at home, and I guess for each other, because we've never talked about it, Yeah, just to kind of get an idea of what angle we're all approaching this at. If we're looking at it as Kanye's expression of his religious belief, then we kind of all need to be on the same page about where our own beliefs are at. Or maybe a good question there instead is, is religion your moral compass? Well, if you're religious, doesn't that make religion your moral compass? Nope, That's what religions are. Nope, not necessarily. So, so I get people killing in the name of. That wasn't a Rage Against the Machine reference. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a Denzel Curry reference. That's what it was. Uh, if you haven't seen that, peep that. Um, yeah, I'm an atheist. It's all, it's all bullshit. <laughs> um, I was waiting. Oh yeah, I was, I was waiting, waiting for that. For that. It, so, it comes in two parts, right? So for me, for me, slowpoke trademark, yep. there is, <laughs> you're going to start saying that's great. Um, <laughs> there's from there's the purely scientific point of view, which to me states that like, there is no good enough evidence for me to think that there is an all powerful creator and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then there's also just the, it's really creepy to have hundreds of people sat in a room all chanting the same stuff to a man that doesn't exist. That, so I find yeah. the organized element of it uncomfortable and creepy, yeah. which I think we all oh, yeah. agree on. Yeah. But then I don't believe in the premise either. So like Sign said, you know, you, you, you're down for the premise, but then the execution is, is, is off, yeah. fine. And to each their own, like when I was like 15, 14, 15, I was like aggressively anti-religion. If you yep. came at me and said, I believe in God, I'd be like, oh, I believe you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. that, was, that was the kind of energy I was coming with. Like it's wild energy. <laughs> um, I've grown out of that. And now I'm more of just like, cool, as long as your beliefs don't hurt me or anyone else, just you, you crack on. I still, like, I still think certain people are just wrong. But that's the person's wrong. Yeah. So, but that's, that, that's to, Basically, put a pin in where I'm at with this. Like, pedophiles I don't are on all over the spectrum. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe in the idea or the execution. Okay, I'm all yeah. the way there for just be a good person because being a good person is a good thing to do. Like, what it all comes down with religion to me is like, why do you have to be scared of retribution later on to to not do bad things? If you, that's a very if you're like child. It's a very like basic cause and. Effects. Like yeah, it's like hey, if you, if you do something, not many people if you are do, like that. If you do something bad, Jesus will 
Oh, well, no, maybe not Jesus. Like, God will punish you later. Yeah. Not like, many people. How about the police punishing you now? Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's also a good enough reason. Stop touching fucking babies, you priest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a clip. That one. <laughs> so old. I'm on okay. fire for that for life. So, to put a pin in that and then move on to the next song. Yeah. We've all clarified where we're at from yeah. a religious point of view. Overall opinion on this song, I enjoyed it. One last thing before we move on to the next track. Quote the exact verses that Kanye cited in, in the verse. John 8, 3, 3. We are the descendants of Abraham, they answered. I'm literally reading Bible scripture on my podcast. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, we are the descendants of Abraham, they answered, and we have never been anybody's slaves. What do you mean then by saying you will be free? Question mark. Oh. Was that the reference into him coming back round to saying slavery was yeah, a choice? Yes, is Kanye referencing himself? So, yes. Is that what's <laughs> so happening? So he says, won't be bondage to any man, John 8, 3, 3. We the descendants of Abraham, ye should be made free. John 8, 3, 6. To whom the son set free is free indeed. He saved a wretch like me. So John 8, 3, 6 is... John 836 is if the sun sets you free, then you will be really free. Is this all is this <laughs> do you I th- saw a light bulb go off above your head? Yeah, like how long's Kanye been planning this album? Do you think that do you think that's that not when accidental? Do you think when he said slavery was a choice? That he knew that this was going to tie back round. I feel like and he, he was going to be like, no, "I'm going to explain why nah. I said this," but you're not going to get it from an interview. You're going to hear it in the music, and if you want to dig and really find out why I said it, read the Bible. Go and read the Bible. Nah, I think nah. Like I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I I don't think I'll put it past him that he had in his discovering the Bible, which some religious people that's how they do it. They go to the Bible and literally read through it front to back. I think- I've done that by the way. He started with a Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And when he hit this bit of John, like this was setting off the light bulbs in his head. So he probably read all of this in line. Bear in mind, we read 833 and 836. There is about 15 pages of similar rhetoric around this. So he probably read maybe, And then in his head was- It was like, oh yeah, I get it. Slavery was a choice. Like it's, yeah, that's to him, that's how it, came out before he got chance to write I this. Re- so this is this is exactly the reason why I really want to get someone like Indagi back on the podcast as a religious man who goes to church and yeah. probably knows more about this than the three of us do. Why? I just want to know what he thinks about it. Okay. I need someone who- I'm knows- not questioning him, I'm just saying- No, that. I, need, I, want, I just want to know what someone who knows more about the Bible has to say. Because I was all about interpretation. So yeah, it's not it's, about learning. There's no one person. That's one of the reasons I don't like church. Is because you're listening to that one guy's interpretation about it. True. So if you read that, you're supposed to get what you need out of it. The Bible was a million people's different translations anyway. So I, I to be honest, I only just learned that with the reference in now, and it, it, it's kind of blown my mind. That's <laughs> crazy. So, all right, what's the next yeah. track? Uh, next track is follow God. Follow God. Picasso is dead. Steve Jobs is dead. Walt Disney is dead. Name somebody living that you can name in the same breath as them. All right, so we just listened to Follow God. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite track on the album. Mm. Okay. Can I play a bit of Kanyeception? Okay. 
What's track number two of the life of Pablo? Father stretch my hands. What are the first two lines on the intro of this song? Stretch my hands. Kanye is on theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this album is definitely one of those ones that when you give it a first listen, you're just like, oh, yeah. Like the, like, you gotta unpack it. You pull at it and threads come out. And, yeah, oh, once, it, once you start really deep, like deep diving into it and then just working out the references, it does make the album a lot more special. And I'm literally just going off the first three tracks because I don't want to jump ahead of where everyone is listening. Yeah. But like, yeah, from just those first three tracks. Okay, maybe not the first one because the first one was literally just the Sunday Service Choir. But as you just mentioned, he's done that on um, Dark Twisted Fantasy. That yeah. that was the same kind of theme. Yeah. And I feel like maybe this is like just looking at it from the first three tracks, you could also say that this might be a reflection, Kanye reflecting on all of his previous work. Yeah. And kind of coming back round to this is what like I've got, like this is where I'm at now, like yeah I, i'm i've got i've done all of this but i'm moving towards god kind of thing yeah i i agree a lot of this is kanye rapping in a really simple way which i think this is one of the things that people really disliked without even actually listening to what is being said mm. that kanye when he would rap over the last 10 years sometimes he employed like fairly complex rap patterns yeah well not like, again, degree level, like MF Doom rap patterns, but the way in which he rapped, he explained a topic in a really interesting way, like rhyming interesting words, yeah. bouncing on different cadences, using his voice in different ways. I think people liked that because a lot of the time he's saying like culturally triggering words. He was talking about pot of champagnes and he was talking about all of the lights yeah. and he was talking about all of these different things because like, even though hilariously, no one actually relates to any of that shit. No one relates to flying on a PJ in your PJs, mm. but that sounds better than <laughs> some sounds... of this. <laughs> on the ear, that sounds great. But in this song, he raps phenomenally in the story he tells in that first verse. Well, it comes back to the whole point of where I was life. saying, like how I wish like this album starts with every hour and then I wish that it had one of those to end it. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're at like you're at mass, and then yeah. everything else in between is him almost acting like the the preacher. Yeah. Now, a preacher's not gonna overcomplicate it in the way that they deliver things because they want the message to come across as easy as possible. Well, to land with yeah, as many and people I feel as like can. that's kind of where he's going with this. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. That's a really really good. Land. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. again, this the story he tells in that first uh, verse. Look at, you, look at you out here in. Oh, man. Interpreting signs and, <laughs> oh, and <man>. stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like the story he tells in this first verse is so, it's literally one hand to the other, the way he's just passing the lines back and forth. Talking about his dad, talking about, he again, he references the Bible here. So the yeah. father stretched my hands, which again, we had on the life of Pablo, relates directly to John 21, 18, which is literally about, going from young to old and you were once going where you want and then you eventually reach a stage where you have to stretch your hands out for help. And that's literally what he pulls back again. Yeah. And so you can tell Kanye's been in the book. 
for a while. Yep, he's been, and he's applying it to life here. So he's talking about talking to his dad and talk about being Christ-like and what that actually means. Because again, if being raised in the church, that phrase is drilled into you, but no one actually tells you yeah. what that looks like when you're on the street dealing with the rest of the world. That was one of my main beefs is that like, I went to a church where everything they spoke about was Christ-like, but the old woman wouldn't shake your hand because you're black. When the priest tells everyone to shake hands. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, what the fuck is Christ-like if that's what we, that's what people have to do. And Kanye in this is literally going like, it ain't Christ-like. What, who's, it, who's to decide what isn't Christ-like? And then when he is trying to do those things, people shoot him down for it. So when he's trying to stop all of the crazy shit that he's been doing in the past and just trying to explain himself in the weird way he does. Again, we always need to understand there's a caveat of uh, the foundation of this is completely different for Kanye because he is bipolar on medication. So that bottom foundation is always yeah. fluctuating. It's a bit wobbly. So the fact that he's able to like, just go through and explain all of this and you're like, fair enough. It's, we don't have to do mad interpreting. We don't have to, again, MF doom it. We don't have to loop a fiasco, the lyrics. He just, he just says it. Mm. It's very to the point. Yeah. It's, just, it's not, not to say that there's not levels to it. That not, well, there isn't levels to it, but that's not a criticism. It's very, well, here's my message. I'm not leaving this up to interpretation. Exactly like what Slopo said, like a preacher. Let me let me convey this message to you straight. When you look at his last hit song as well, which was, I love it. <laughs> which is like funny enough, like. Jesus. <laughs> How did we get oh, from, oh my God, I've forgotten about that. How do we get from that to this? He, he in some of in, the in, interviews he's yeah, spoken in one of the inter- I haven't even In one of them. the interviews he talks about, that's where he explains why he said, rap was the devil's music. Like he fully explains why he, he said that. Um, as much as I've, I'm gonna say he's wrong on that, but I do kind of get it. Like rap music does glorify everything that the church yeah, tells you not to. But like when you, even when you look at that, like he wasn't rapping very complex in there either. Am I too complex for like, complex con? I feel like, if you can tell, I'm just like trying to put myself into how he might be thinking when he's reflecting on it, being like, oh, well, if I've dumbed it, if I've dumbed down the bars for this and it's made this like a, a hit song, it went to number one straight away. Yeah. Why can't I just dumb this down and make it so that people can really it is understand not about lyrics anymore. what I'm trying to say? It is about a hat beat and a catchy hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Um, Always bring it back. I literally just clicked on some of the references for this. We gotta dumb down a this album ABC. and oh, this song. Sorry, and there is a wild reference in this again. Kanye's in his bag. So one of the lines, I was screaming at the referee just like Mike, looking for a bright light. Seagull, what's your life like? Riding on a white bike, feeling like excite bike. Stretch my hands to you. What Your Life Like is a track off Beanie Siegel's album, which is super religious. So it goes on and it, that whole song is about um, you are the light of the world and all of that stuff. All of that Jesus stuff. Yeah. So again, I not absolutely only is he in his love bag, finding little references like that. Yeah. Not only is he in his Jesus bag, but he, 
again, he's obviously looking at how it applies to the world, which is what the Bible says a good, a good Christian follower should do. do. Mm. Look at how it applies to your world. Mm. Concept albums are difficult. Um, and this is undeniably a concept album. It's got one theme and it runs pretty strong throughout it. I think it suffers in that way because each of the songs sounds like, well, it sounds like a B-side, being honest. There's nothing, there's no standout tracks. It could easily have been a, a 40 minute long overture and would have worked just as well. So it's interesting, but in the age of streaming and singles, maybe not so much. Ready and to move on to the rapping. next song? Yeah, man. Yep. Ah, uh, breaking it down like this, I'm enjoying this so much more. All right. Yeah. What's, what's next? Uh, closed on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we listen to it, because we all know this one, oh, is this? Do you think this is going to be the standout track of the album? This is the. This is like for ironic reasons. Yeah. Yeah. If you was to. If you was to pick out and say this is the lead single on there, th it'd be this. I can see this, if he does any sort of videos for it, this would be the one that yeah, probably. he does a video for. It's probably the one that potentially you'll hear on radio. I mean, they're all they're all clean, isn't he? Any could go on radio. Anyway, no, in, ter in terms of like the, the catchiness yeah. of the song, it it's one the replay value. Like we've already we've already been singing it all day. True. Right, True let's so. listen to it. No. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Uh, Slopo, tell us what you just read. Uh, that Timberland was one of the producers on it. So that's the first big name on the album, right? So far? Uh, I oh, say, other than uh, other than Mike Dean. Uh, well, Mike Dean's on every track. Like, as credits on every track. Um, they woke Mike Dean up like he was late for school to master this album. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah they locked him in a room and just brought him snacks and cookies. And hey, yo, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, is it done yet? Um, in terms of yeah, in terms of like big names, I would say that. He's the first commercial. He's the first commercial big name on there. Yeah, is it? I wasn't expecting this name. I wasn't expecting to see Timberland on there. So, first of all, I just want to go, go in uh, some some Chick Fil A news. It's a weird educators. sentence. Um, Chick Fil A have all the news. Are you, were you both aware that they have opened up one Chick Fil A location in the UK? Yeah. Oh, I got told it was trash. So they've only yeah. got um, someone ordered. <laughs> someone ordered the whole menu, and it was like one meal. <laughs> yeah, they've opened up a Chick Fil A location in the UK. <laughs> they in, only they literally only serve one burger and fries in Reading. Uh, the <laughs> the LGBTQ plus. Yeah, hoping I got it right. Community protested the opening of this Chick Fil A uh, mm -hmm. in Reading. Why? And, you don't know about any of this. No. <laughs> I don't. I try and keep my my. I'm news. gonna say something that might might be a red flag. The guy, I try and the, keep my news pure and my mind open. So the owners Ooh. of Chick Fil A, uh, <laughs> hence the hence the the song, are hella religious, like super 
American Christian religious. There we oh, go. Okay. That's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> oh, and, I know where this is going. Uh, and basically hate the gays. Okay. For all yeah. intents and purposes, Chick-fil-A is a big not fan of the gays. So th- when they open in Reading, loads of protests and they will be closing in six months. Yeah, they didn't get renewed. And Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my red flag comment when we're not recording. Oh, what? <laughs> Hindsight is a hell of a drug. <laughs> um, yeah, so clever. Loads of people are like, "Oh, this is so cheesy." This is my like dumb Twitter yeah. anonymous Twitter voice. Oh, this is so cheesy. Why would you even talk about Chick Fil A? Blah blah blah. <laughs> because Chick Fil A was getting cues when America was trying to like do the whole politically woke thing. Yeah. And then people were like, okay, shut up. No one cares about politics enough. And then Chick-fil-A did a sandwich and <laughs> Twitter broke twice. Um, so I think like this was very clever being like, I'm going to be as like basic as the social, as like the culture comes off sometimes yeah. where like we did more than like billions of, the culture did billions of dollars worth of marketing for a restaurant. Mm. For nothing, nothing at all, purely because it was fucking funny. Like that's the only reason. Hip hop culture is so great at marketing something for a company if they can create humor out of it without even thinking that. This entire culture is a huge engine for money. Like how many people- Yeah, that's true, that's wild. Yeah, how many people like, Created. Imagine owning a Chick Fil A franchise when that happened. You were. I don't think. I don't think there are franchises. I think they're all owned by Chick Fil A. Someone do the Googles because someone's caked up. If that's what happened, someone's making. I think they're franchise because you can't shut one down in three weeks because no one goes there. When it's not a case of no one going there, it's a case of like there was pure protest. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's protest. Celebrate other things. There's protest. That's a good point. (laughs) I like that. Sips juice. <laughs> yeah, so like straight away, another thing I noticed while you do the Googles is Kanye doesn't like Instagram anymore. As we can tell by him deleting Instagram, we saw a roller coaster when he was beefing Drake on his yeah. Instagram story vids doesn't and all like of them. His wife's posts on Insta. Yeah, don't like my wife's stuff. Um, Told her to put more clothes on. Yeah, um, cover up the nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, free up the nipple, do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he in this album, he doesn't target it because he could have easily made a whole song about quitting Instagram. He could yeah. have easily made a whole song about that. But it's subtle. He just drops lines every now and then, so. Uh, yep, Chick-fil-A re- retains ownership of each restaurant. Chick-fil-A selects God the restaurant's location it. and builds it. Chick-fil-A, uh, Chick-fil-A franchisees, own, oh. Only need 10,000 initial investments to become Oh, so operator. yeah, they've got franchises, yeah. so that was a franchise. It's like it's a franchise, but they they still own the restaurant. Just they fund it, you pay 10K to run it. Yeah. Like McDonald's, McDonald's franchise isn't that much. You just have to- No, nah, cause like McDonald's don't necessarily own the franchises. Oh no, you just do. No, you. McDonald's are rogue, from, man. From what, I, from what I just t- took from that, oh, it's not that you can buy um, into the franchise of Chick-fil-A and decide where you're gonna set it up. Chick-fil-A are like, we're gonna have a restaurant here. Who wants to? Well, join this is the this is my understanding of McDonald's it. as well. Is that like they McDonald's makes more money from real estate? They don't own most of the restaurants. Most of that goes to like the food part of it. Most of that goes to the franchisees. McDonald's owns real estate. That's I, I assume that's a similar thing. Anyway, moving on. It's not important. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so but they're closed on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> closed on Sunday because they hate gays. Yeah, <laughs> what? I don't think that that's the reason why. That yeah was real misplaced. Because <laughs> uh, yes. gays only eat chicken on Sunday. <laughs> Stop saying yes when you speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, closed on Sunday. <laughs> You're my Chick-fil-A. So yeah, he, he goes straight at the gram. It's a relatively slower song. So straight away, we've seen like the whole speed of the album slow yeah. down. Um, this is the bit where the priest tells you to hold your neighbor's hand. Now you're holding some old ass, dusty ass woman's hand. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you saw her <laughs> sneeze into it seven minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly wipes hands on trousers yep. after. Done. Antibacterials, also the Jesus's work. Um, but yeah, this whole album is about, well, this whole album, wow. This whole song is, he just goes on about like indoctrination he starts talking about. Um, I think this is like social commentary, but still super. I've got to say as much as I enjoy it, I think so far into the album, this is the weakest track. Surprising, isn't it? Because mm. it's, it's probably <laughs> one of my favorites too, but. In I think it's the it's objectively speaking like to really strip it down and talk about the music and the lyrics and the what you know the the construction of the song. Yeah, it's just it's not the best song so far. Like it's, up until now, it's probably my least favorite song and also my favorite yeah. song. It's going to be funny because this I feel I feel like this will probably the, be the song that does the biggest commercial success as well. Yeah. Not I'm I'm um, genuinely not trying to be funny here. It's because it has a catchy hook. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Again, it's the classic play. People are listening to it. Pull up the charts. Let's see where the song is in the nondescript I mean, uh, streaming platform charts. Will that be? Will it be on there? Yeah. It's, it's um, it will be charting, but we won't know the place the official, after. Yeah, yeah. So we'll know like the current stream charts. Yo, it's Chef Lowry. First thoughts on the new Kanye album. I was pretty disappointed with the production, if I'm being honest. Um, I found it quite underwhelming, especially from Kanye West. It just didn't really feel like he was that hands-on this time around. Um, Also a pretty short album. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer, especially with Kanye's history. Yay excluded, obviously. And um, yeah, it's a gospel album, but he was reaching for a few of those high notes on a couple of the tracks, actually. And especially with all the incredible vocals that are on the album, it just kind of stood out. It's not a bad album, but I'd probably have to say it is his worst. But that is a pretty tall order, so. Um, it's definitely because it has got like the catchy hook. In terms of everything else around it, I do agree with you that it's probably the worst song that we've heard so far. But I feel like the bar was set quite high with the first three tracks. Oh, yeah. I think it was, it's like a low-key high bar. The mm. people went in and they probably- It's not in the top 100. Okay. Nothing but, off this album is. What, are you looking at rap? No, just the overall. You want me to look at rap? Uh, interesting. Because I saw some stats that said other bits of information. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's this track. Yeah, it's slower. It's not as intricate at times as the other songs. It probably is. What I get, we'll listen to it in like a week. It's in we'll hot realize. songs we'll realize like all mad stuff. Okay, so maybe we'll have to revisit that chat in a week. Um, Again, there's direct biblical references, um, but he's done it in a way that isn't all like, you have to go and interpret this and apply this, blah, blah, blah. He's gone like, here's a really simple worldly thing that we deal with. Here's a really simple or straight from the book 
like put Instagram down. People have been saying that forever. Kanye himself did it. Instagram took such a sway that in some countries they've removed likes. Mm. So they've started to roll that out. So again, people are having a huge impact on it. And it's terrifying that we live in a world where people want better mental health support from these organizations that have a direct impact on people's mental health. But they don't want the changes that come with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people are like, yeah, I don't want it's my like, friends to suffer. Say my friends, because some people don't want to talk about themselves like that. I don't want my friends to suffer from the anxiety they get with Facetune 2. Yeah. It's like, hey, 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 don't don't fix the problem that you caused. Just treat it afterwards. Like it, it's it's yeah. treatment, not cure. Treatment, yes. not prevention. Prevention is better than cure. That's what I meant. So it's the opposite. It's the opposite it's way around. That one around. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm getting at is that we're asking companies like Instagram to fix the problem without created. fixing the problem. It's like, hey, hey, hey! Everyone's all anxious about likes. What are you going to do about it? We'll take likes away. No, don't take my goddamn likes. Like yeah. They're, yeah. they're not actually. Nobody wants them to really fix the the root cause of the issue, but they want them to treat the result of it. Hey, we live in a world where there's no cure for cancer, so. Mm. Next track. <laughs> hey, good morning, Kanye. Shut the fuck up. I'm glad I didn't say that on the record. Yo, Pierre, yo, Pierre. You want to come out here? You know who Pierre is in the shout out at the beginning of this? Fun fact. Produced some Drake tracks. Exactly. Pierre Bourne, who DJ LaFleur from previous episodes has suggested we listen to his music a lot. Produced. Yeah, I... I, I he's it's got no. Oh, he did. Um, was it Magnolia as well? Playboy Carti. Yep. He's he's produced quite a lot it's of some very very, good music, very yeah. big songs. I'll be honest. The only thing that really stood out to me on this track was the production. Um, the last third of the song was a lot better than the rest of it. But in all honesty, this isn't one that I've got a lot to say about. It's it's. There's nothing wrong with it, but eh, it's, it's just, just it's there. I think this is the start of the the apothecal sort of mid-album lull. Yeah, this is where I started to get a bit bored. Yeah. So this, for me, felt like Kanye doing a trap song. Mm. So the way On God was like the trap hook. Yeah. It's just one full it's verse, God. but it's On God was the trap hook. Yeah. That's, in 2013, kids will be dabbing on that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. Like, he, how direct the last few songs were that he was rapping on. This one, he feels like he bounces around a little bit with the whole that's on God thing in rap and in kind of black and ethnic minority culture. That's on God is like, it's like, I swear. Yeah, I swear, I swear on my hundred thousand percent. I got this or we got this or okay. it's going to happen. It's like a, an affirmation. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so that's why it's, Learning. it's repeated so much. And it's usually repeated after like, but I survived that's on God, all of those things. My favorite bit of this song is the end where he just drops little gems about Yeezy, Yeezy brand, the hair color. In 03, they told me not to drive. I bleached my hair for every time I could have died, but I survived. That's on God. I've been telling y'all since 05. That's a bar because yeah. when you go back in his lives, everyone was like, can you bleach his hair? It's gonna go crazy again. Mm. <laughs> 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 I we all have like in our head a picture of can you walk around with like bleach or pastel pink hair? Yeah. yeah. And going, oh, it's gonna go crazy again. So I'm like, if he addressed that in as canny as we could have expected, to be honest. Mm. Um, 
Talked about Yeezy brand a little bit. Talked about LA Reed. Number one Google brand. It's a big fact. Apparently. I've not checked it. I give them the numbers. Yeezy brand is out here. Mm. Um, Yeah, so again, I'll give them credit. It's just one solid verse, so it's a bit trappy. It it, it just didn't have my attention, to be honest. I Um, like the... It's an energy builder track. So one thing with religious rhetoric, especially with young people, is it's used as like an internal sword for battle. Ooh. So a lot of people I know who are religious use their religion as like, this is the tool I'm going to use to break down these ABC things. It might be dealing with my mental health or really struggling to get a job or pay rent of all of those like the struggles yeah we see it with sports players a lot as well exactly. like this whenever they win anything there's like this song god thanks yeah I, I couldn't have done it without god exactly so it feels like kanye's going back and he's giving us that that like that award speech mm. in a trap song but outside of that i'm like cool i get it it's, it's a mantra more than anything this song yeah you can say anything <clears throat> and then add that song god at the end true i mean i i get as well that it's, it's a bit more. It's a bit more up tempo or more energy after closed on Sunday. You're I feel like Chick-fil-A. if <laughs> I feel like if the narrative had continued where closed on Sunday left off and it was quite more slowed down, probably would have got to the point where we we're like, yeah, this is the album done. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, this he's put this in there because he wanted to build back up the energy. Yeah, yeah, but. Weirdly yeah, for placed. Me, for me, this song, there's just nothing special to it. Yeah. Um, all right, next track. Next track. Everything We Need. Beat Ty Dolla Sign and Ant Clemens. So this is the first big f- feature. First, the first yeah. feature. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's listen. I worked with Madonna and uh, I went over her house and we were joking about the Test of Sky video and I told her I used Pamela Anderson because I, I grew up on her. She helped, you know, make me a... <laughs> Yeah, this for me was another one that uh, I've got very little to say about. It's not a bad song anyway. I just, uh, other than the last, uh, I said um a few times, sorry. Last verse. Making more editing work for myself. What if you've made apple juice? You can do what Adam do or say, baby, let's put that back on the tree because we got everything we need. That's You're the only really th- confident with your singing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only bit that you I'm... You uh, when you get home. I'll be totally honest. Do you know how hard that is to do? Autotune? Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. Once you have the right plug in, it's... Yeah. Man, I'm... You jiggy. Personally, I feel like this was a waste of the only big name feature. Ty Dolla Sign is like parsley right now. He's just sprinkled on top of a song that may not have deserved it. So you've gone to them restaurants where it's like, it was just salt and pepper chips. You didn't need to put parsley on them. Do you know what I think? Could be worse, could be coriander. True say, but Tidal Sign's good, so it's a waste. I think, yeah. Oh, you in the no liking coriander gang? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it tastes like soap. I like, hate coriander, it's the worst. Oh, um, I like it. <laughs> Soapy boy. But yeah, Tidal Sign. Good, sounds great. Of course, if you're doing anything that's remotely religious and orchestral and choiry, Ty Dolla Sign is a great voice for it. He's the only person in rap music since T-Pain who can sing about clapping cheeks and praising Jesus. 
Damn straight. <laughs> it's the only person who can sing about both. Damn straight. <laughs> um, I just feel like this this feature didn't do Ty Dolla Sign any justice. No. No. It was like take the, it or leave it feature. The first time I listened to it, I finished the song with, where was Ty Dolla Sign? Wow. Yeah, same. Like, did you want like a Ty Dolla Sign breakdown? Uh, I don't know what I wanted from it. I just feel like when someone does a feature, you're supposed to add to the song. And I feel, I don't know, he did add to the song. I'm not saying that he, I can't say that he didn't add to it because I liked his part, but I just feel like on yeah. first listen, it didn't really shine. And I don't, I think that's just maybe because the whole song doesn't really shine. Like okay. it's, a, the song's just very average. Yeah. Uh, also, don't feel bad about not knowing who Ant Clemens is. Uh, Genius did a whole article on uh, this is who Ant Clemens is. Uh, because you probably don't know who he is. Uh, but you've also, heard music that he's on. Yeah, he also produced that. All Mine off yep. um, Kids See Ghosts. Yep. Okay. And he was involved in Mood Forever on the Beyonce al- album. You mm-hmm. So he's, he's out here. Yeah. He's out here. Um, but yeah, everything we need. It could have. It feels it like a preamble. Been everything I needed. It feels like a preamble. It could have been like a seven minute song in which Kanye dropped bars. We got some sermon talk. We had mm. an extended hook from Ty Dollar Sign. We had Ty Dollar going on them runs that he goes on. And then we just didn't. And then the song just ends. Yeah, especially this for the- this being like the first set of features on there. And I'm assuming that this album did have a lot more. Because we saw Young Thug tweet, Kanye, did you take my, did you take our song off yeah. the album where I rap about the devil and demons? Yeah, not really the, the theme for not this. Not the vibe. Even I'm, though an honest religious man should address the devil and demons. Yeah, but the, I feel minus like, point for this I album. feel like we're halfway through the album and this is the weakest point so far. It's short. Mm. That's good. It's the, the third shortest. Jump straight into the next one. Did yeah. anything you wanted to add on this? Yeah, just the oh. um, looking at it now with this being the first feature, I wonder how many other features that could have been on this album would have been better that we could have replaced it with Kanye is such a shoulda woulda coulda sometimes because yeah because listening to this like there's don't get me wrong the song's not bad the production on it I like the production I like Ty Dollar's voice on this I think it complements each other well I just don't really see the song going anywhere yeah and I'm thinking would it's like an interlude yeah, the, the, if this had interlude written in brackets on at the end of it, I'd have been like, "Yeah, they're sick." Oh, that's true. Yeah, if they just if they positioned it to us in a different way, set better expectations. Yeah, because if I saw that interlude, oh, that would be sick. Yeah, oh, if I saw that, if I saw interlude written there, I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> like okay, now the album's gonna switch up." Yeah, we've had that nice Ty Dolla Sign voice come in to to let us break it down and whatever. But uh, yeah, I personally would have like to have heard the young thug one Yo. maybe in replace of this but i like we've never we've, we've probably never we've not hear, heard it we're probably we're never, probably gonna, never hear gonna hear it. that the track, vibe, so this is one of those situations i guess where you've just got to trust that man like kanye knows what he's doing and that the the young thug the devil was i'm gonna start i'm just gonna what's the only way north in mastrava oh i was trying to rap like young thug about the devil uh, i'm gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna start putting interlude in my head Do next you know what? to this That's, track and ne- what we got next? Water. Oh, water. By uh, Mr. Mr. West and Mr. West and uh, Mr. Clemens West, again. Mr. West. Just wanted to mention um, from 
which track follow God where it goes hallelujah 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 yeah follow God that was the opening for the Jesus King film okay so we got that for a solid thing few minutes and it was just like a like a circle on the screen um, and the circle this was like a theme throughout the whole thing there was a circle on the screen. The action was going on inside the circle, and then the circle would either get bigger or smaller depending on what was going on. It was like, it was weird. He really hit you with that um, Sunday Sunday service thing that we first saw. Was it the, the camera fir- angle? Yeah, was it the first ever one that he live streamed and yeah. it had that horrible, uh, horrible fisheye lens on it? Yeah. There was, there was one where the, the <laughs> building that he's made for this yeah. has like a big hole in the ceiling. Yeah. And there was this really weird angle where it was the guy that was like conducting the choir. Yeah. They're doing all the hand things. Um, but it was like a, a camera angle where he, he looked like just a shadow and it was pointing right up at him from like, he's literally at his feet up. And then cause of the light above me, just looked like a shadow. So for the whole song, which was by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen it, none of these songs are in the, the movie that came out in IMAX. So okay. it was just choir songs. I'm assuming because none of this was finished. It was very, very <laughs> true. true. It was very, very Jesus-y. Um, more so than this. Like if I'd been to see that before I'd heard this, I would not have been excited to listen to this. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, and then it was just this whole, and then there was the whole Duel of the Fates thing, yeah. which was just all mm. kinds of weird. But anyway, next track. Duel of the Fates. I yeah, like for those people listening who don't know what I'm referencing there, Star Wars episode one, when, I never thought I'd get to talk about Star Wars in this podcast. Amazing. Look at this. Culturally immersive. Star Wars episode one, when May, um, Qui-Gon Jinn is about to fight Darth Maul. He gets his double lightsaber wow, out. Names. Um, and that amazing John Williams soundtrack kicks in. It's like, da-da, 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 da-da. That whole thing. Kanye redid that with... Okay. Jesus is king, oh. king of all kings. Ooh. Jesus you is get an A star if you pull that music GCSE. Yeah. <laughs> Woo boy. Like, he literally it's took so a, basic. He literally <laughs> just took a song out of Star Wars and put Jesus is king in the lyrics. It's and, emotive. and we all just let it happen. It was, it was weird. I'd say he would have to pay bank for that. Yeah. I, you can't just bust out Disney songs. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was John Williams too. It's not like it's a no one. Yeah. You mm. can't just bust out. Mental. Disney owned people. It was Duel of the Fakes. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I wonder though, is it the same? Would it be the same right though? Because he's, he's, he's put that out as a film, not as a song. I imagine so. So would you still yeah. need just clearance? Any Do you want to put the song it, yeah. in the podcast and see what happens? Oh, the Lord, no. <laughs> They'll turn up at your mum's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to water. Yeah. Water. I am proud to say that I've taught him, given him like really good financial advice on saving. You give me some advice, but I don't listen to it. <laughs> water is wet. <laughs> Kanye gave us the Poop Diddy Scoop part two. Wow. wow. I was going to give him so much more credit than that. <laughs> no, the, it, it's a terrible verse. Like everything else around the song, I liked. It's pleasant on the ear. Pleasant on the ear, you know. Um, Timbaland's back on this one. Yeah. Producing. But yeah, just the Kanye's part of it. I feel like it literally is the same as the Poop Diddy Scoop. He's not saying anything. It's very mantra like again. 
I don't know why it's based around water. Um, he tries that, to be clever. Uh, water's like, there's something biblical about that yeah. kind of imagery. It's He tries to be clever with the, take the chlorine out of our conversation, which is, yeah. But uh, literally other than that, he doesn't say anything. But then I was thinking like, it's a waste because a legend once said about water, which is better than this entire Kanye song, open quote, don't get set into one form, adapt it and build your own and let it grow. Be like water, empty, empty your, your mind, mind. Be, be formless, formless. Shapeless. shapeless, like water. Not a Bruce Lee. Exactly. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee's about a hotter verse about water than Kanye. Fuck sake. <laughs> uh, I'm so just, happy you got that at the end of that. <laughs> just to add to this, I, um, I kind of feel like he wants people to get baptized to this. Yo, he's giving baptized rhythms. Yeah, like, <laughs> like when you look, when you listen to what he's saying as well, I feel like it's very baptism speech, cleansing. He does say newborn, reborn. I feel like it's very baptism speech. Yeah, like, I just, I just wasn't there for it. No, next song. Like we've had, well, how many is that? We've had, oh, so we've had the first four songs. Yeah, we really liked. Then from on God down it's to this, these last God. three songs. Yeah, what's everyone's thoughts been? We're it's it's sliding downwards. Yeah, we started very strong. Like I was comparing it to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and life of Pablo and yeah. Jesus. We started strong. Yeah. All um, right, let's do the next one. What's the next track? God is God no features. Is. No features. Any info on the um. Uh, on this, it's a long one. The doop de doop. Uh, Labyrinth was a producer on it. Interesting. Wow. Any big names in there? Lot. I'm seeing lots of names. Uh, yeah, just this whole. Um, the big name has Labyrinth. Keep that in mind. Yeah, the the whole this whole album though has had you know ridiculous. All, the first thing that pops into my mind with Labyrinth was um, Express Yourself. That weird little like Express Yourself version that he did. Oh, that's. That's what you got from That's that? the yeah. first <laughs> thing that, you know, sorry, do you know that what that I was, mean? I think I do if I can I'll find it correctly. when we were thinking. Anyway, let's, uh, let's yeah. listen to God Is. I just want to point out that this is this whole album, every single track has had a lot of people working yeah. on it. It's heavy. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was the most painful three minutes and 23 seconds my ears have had to endure in a long time. Yeah, that was bad. We didn't actually get through the whole No, we didn't. <laughs> just literally, to point out to the literally turned, turned it off. off. That was a bad song. Do you know um, what? It started off promising. Uh, the, the first sort it of- It reads better than it sounds. The first, mm. the first few, I'd say probably 10, 20 seconds sounded like I said, like a very classic Kanye sampling, 1950s, early 60s, bit of Otis Redding, that kind of- that yeah. that singery singy stuff. <laughs> that's that's a great way to describe <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Try to think what you'd call it. You know what I meant. The sampled vocals. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I, meant the, I meant the type of vocals. Choirish music. No, not because like oh, like you know when he like samples Otis, which oh, he does a lot. Okay, I that type of music. Okay. It sounded a bit like that, and I was like, oh, my ears pricked up a little bit. I got, yeah. I was there for it. And you know when this this song just completely fell off was when that when the choir joined in on that other sample. Yeah. For me, that was the downhill. It was like, oh, 
it didn't land properly in this track. It just wasn't, it wasn't the same. It didn't have the same oomph to it because it had been tickled on its way in by that. Tickled? I was going to say teased, but teased didn't work. Tickled. I'm sticking with it. It had been tickled in by the, uh, the otherwise perfectly good sample. Nah. Yeah, this song is trash. It's frustrating because no one is going out of their way to read lyrics anymore. Yeah. No it one is, is not about lyrics anymore. So if you if you just happen to have Spotify open when you're listening to this song and you swipe up, you might see the lyrics. If you just happen to tap on lyrics on Apple Music, you might see that. But again, the song reads great. It reads as a man who's literally serving his testimony in front of everyone. This is a guy who's telling you, literally talking through his life about all the points in which he feels God has helped him or saved him. Yeah. But it's too raw to be an audio track that you give people on an album. Can yeah. You, you just can't do this. People, like, it hurts to listen to. His vocals are so rough and there's literally no mastery. His voice is cracking. If someone has to sit there on the headphones that they got with their phone, you have to skip it because it's so uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. And not because of what he's saying. So it doesn't even draw you in by how it sounds. You can't listen to what he's saying because it just hurts. Yeah, I wasn't really listening to what he was saying. Like, I'm with AJ on this one. It, if it was a cleaner song, like the second track on this album, it would be as good. Yeah, it started It feels off, like a very... Sorry, go on, stop. It started off... I had said that it sounded like very almighty, righteous, kind of the way that it started. Yeah. I thought I was going to really enjoy it. And then, yeah, once it just once it kicked in, I was just like, I, I just really want this to finish. Yeah. It's interesting that... Labyrinth is credited as um, producer on it and also an associated performer with additional vocals, but not credited as a featured <laughs> featured artist on it as well. Which I don't get. How can you be an associated performer and have additional vocals on? This is the low point, low point of the album right now. Yeah, yeah this massively. Is the album really, really has very quickly... Taken, taken a downturn. It started out so yeah. strong. Like, go back up to the top of the track list. Like, those first four, four tracks are so good that it sets your expectations so high. And then from... It's like getting to famous. I mean, I don't think everything we need was... Everything we need wasn't was fine. terrible. It wasn't bad. From Water, it, water and God Airs were have been so disappointing that up to this point... Jesus as King is a fascinating experience for all the family. Bring a single tear to roll down your left cheek for the gospel moments and your chin-scratching hand for the minimalist moments. Prepare to be mildly irritated if you're a churchgoer or an atheist. It's best enjoyed with all the extras. I strongly recommend the Clips edition. And I would strongly suggest the movie version left that feeling considerably more convinced that Jesus is indeed King. Overall, entertaining and moving, but don't expect to be here all day. The album has really taken a turn. I think you can see, though, from what On God, that was where, up until, where On Closed, to where Closed on Sunday was, we pretty much had nothing but good things to say about it. Then On God, it was like, eh, you started to see little cracks. Cracks um, like Kanye's voice in God is. Yeah, oh. and by the time we've got down to Water at number seven, we're just like, yo, I'm, I'm really What's not What's interesting, though, is there is no way that that's not something that Kanye has intentionally decided to do. 
So I'm trying to put myself into the shoes of, I mean, I can't understand how you would ever do that. But I thought of this. Like and Kanye's I have a, obviously intentionally I have decided to not master that well and to have that crack vocals left in there. That was a conscious choice because no one just lets a track like that go through unless that was the point. For me, it was so like, why? My theory was like the way testimonies go. So people will literally stand up in front of the church and have something that they wrote or prepared to speak about the moment in which they turned to their faith or what led up in their life that led to the moment that turned to their faith and then what it means from them at that point. Yeah, People literally stand at the front of the church with a microphone and speak. Not every church does it, so depends on your denomination. Mm. Um, but it feels like Kanye was trying to recreate that Bear in mind, he was probably in a room where he was listening to the logic stems of this song, where he could hear his vocal at the volume that they decided on the speakers in that day. He had the instruments all there. He had phenomenal sound atmosphere, like a sound system to hear all of this. So to him, it sounded like, yeah, this is, I'm in the room, it's deep, it's emotional. People have to then go and play a 128 kilobit version of this song which all the cracks are amplified a thousand times. It's not the raw emotion of it, someone's yeah. voice anymore because you have to. Like the business of music is you have to clean. You have to clean all of that shit. Kanye is not a new artist though, and he's we always give him credit on the production and like That's everything where he around. That's from, isn't it? Yeah, like, everything around that. Yeah. that goes into making music. That's I can't think though that we can just give him the. Oh, he didn't realize it was going to come out. No, like I don't this. think that. I think that he he intended it for it. He intended for it to be raw. It's just not. It's just it, the I think, rate, uh, like the degree at which it is. Yeah, it's just hard it was to like an art, again. artistic it's approach that genuinely just, yeah, didn't un, work. It's genuinely uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. If and like, again, if I'd had this on, well, when I had this on in my headphones, I thought the same thing. I was like, damn, like I've not listened to it at, in this headphones. Of, at this so stage of this stage of the album. Ears? I found myself turning volume up and down a lot, just yeah. trying to adjust yeah. to it, and that completely pulled me away from what he's saying. So I haven't even dived into what he's saying. I'm probably going to love it because I love a lot of the rest of the things he's talking mm. about, but I haven't had a chance to even listen to it without fighting with yeah. the acoustics of the song. Yeah. So next song, I want to hear some Fred Hammond. I have not done any drugs. I've drank in a little bit, but if, even if I wasn't drinking, I would have told you the same thing. What do it take to be number one? You are in presence of a champion. Bow in presence of greatness, family. The album's back on track. Strong. I agree. Yeah, um, seconded. Thirded? I, uh, yeah, this is now where it's kind of picked back up. And I feel like when you used to go to church when you was little, Mm -hmm. The first part was all right, you're, you're not that bad. And then it gets to a point where you're like, fuck this shit, I want to go home. And I feel like we've got past that point of the album now. And you know that the album's about to finish. You know, church is about to be done. You can go kick ball with your friends. <laughs> and I feel like we've I got to that. I just want to do her rat stuff, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that in church. Um, yeah, and I feel like you've got to the point now where Fred Hammond come in saved the album a little bit and brought like a little life back into it. Timberland's back on this one as well. Nice. Yeah. So again, Fred Hammond, absolute legend in the gospel game. 
Yeah, educate me. Who does who, 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 who <laughs> man teach me? I just had to say it that way. Um, do your Googles. Uh, Fred Hammond, one of the most popular praise worship leaders in contemporary gospel music. He's been killing it since 91, if I'm seeing the numbers correctly. He's one of those people who we're probably going to have heard his voice a lot of places where you've heard choirs and gospel singers sampled and used, as well as kind of the standout gospel songs, if you happen to be anywhere around where, like, empowering gospel music is being played. But he's, yeah, he's a gospel OG. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I yeah, it was, the, it was big that the intro and outros to this song incredible, phenomenal. Yeah, it was so perfect. It's a big deal that he finally. I guess this is what we got. If kind of probably had the the voice of someone who was good at articulating this type of music sat with him. Yeah, because you know you, he didn't just call in a a vocal from Fred Hammond there. Like, yeah, the, this song be... was created, and you can hear it. So probably a hand on the shoulder being like, if you have something to say, be direct like you were at the beginning of this album. So yeah. his verses come in, they feel really slow and even seems like he's offbeat because he's speaking so slow at first, mm. but he picks it up and he just rides through the like a really subtle beat where again, he's just talking about the effects of religion on his life now at the points in which like the light and dark happens and the how many times he's been questioned in his faith, which is something that, everyone who's been following Kanye West has done. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. has gone, is this genuine? And then the people have gone one of two ways. One was like, okay, you can't question another man's faith. How he does it is how he does it. He's not hurting anyone. Is he using this for a gimmick? Again, you can't question that because this is if his he's faith. Not, if yeah. he's not, you're... If he's not, we're supporting him. He's not yeah. asking for any support. He wasn't... Yeah. So it's one of those that like, if you're, if you're out here clicking on the interviews to watch the craziness, if you're out here pressing play on that's the support he's not begging for any of that he all he's doing is talking about his faith and his religion and how it affects literally all of the random aspects of his life it doesn't mm. follow a particular story which is where i think the song gets a bit boring yeah it, for it, a song yeah but that, that was another thing that i thought about like overall yeah the, the album like like slopo said the album's definitely back on track here but there is a a similar lull in the middle of this song that there is in the album overall, where I'm a bit like, eh, just wrap it up. Is this one of the longer songs on the album? Um, feels like it. And that wasn't a quip. That genuinely, it feels like it's one of the longer ones. No, it was tied three. Second. Oh yeah, well it is. It is one of the longer ones. It's not a long track yeah, though. It's, it's tied three, second. Three, three minutes twenty three. Did we mention the name? I feel like we didn't talk about the name of this song. Uh, hands, hands on. on. Yeah. Um, just it, in case it was <laughs> just it was the exact same length as the one before that god is yeah but interesting again, wonder if that was a purposeful choice uh, i'm not too sure because the way the song sounds I, I can't see it but again not much else to say on this anyone else uh no and then we we're going down. it feels a little bit late for the album to be picking up from its downturn well, you, then that's what i was about to say because the next song is Basically, what I'm classing as the last song, um, because Jesus is Lord, what he finishes on is only 49 seconds long. So, so we're basically at the end of the album. So let's talk about is it use this gospel? Uh, Kenny G yes. is the feature and, and, cli and clips. That's big. Yeah. Oh, explosions on clips. I didn't see that. That's big. We have no that's malice. The, that's the only time I've used the sample pad today. Strong.
guys, the objectifying, do you feel like your attitude towards women has changed since having daughters? Nah, I still look at Pornhub and... <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff do you look at? What categories? Blacked is my favorite category. <laughs> uh... You don't have to go into that. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but... They, I mean, what's the point of being Kanye West if you can't? Let's break down the yeah, porn categories. Um, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, black on white, obviously. All right, and that's the end of the album. So uh, we listened to Use This Gospel and Jesus is Lord together. And that sax solo. Oh, man. Kenny G. Put some. I feel yeah. like we shouldn't even swear. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Put some respect on Kenny G's God-given talent with that saxophone. I said off camera, like I would have. I felt that sax solo was just so strong that it could have. You could have ended the album. I think you should have done that. At the uh, very least, there's a very biblical well, reason why the album ends the way it does. Yeah, but just from a, a listening point of view. I would have liked that sax solo to just go on longer and then Kanye give us, remember how we used to do his big rants at concerts? Yeah. Give us like a talk at the Ooh, end over yeah. the sax being played. Yeah. Just to end, cool. just end run the, the sax. Yeah. I got real, I said this whilst we were there, I got, I got big runaway vibes mm. from this. That's what it, that was the striking thing that's, that, that really hit me whilst we were listening to this, this track at the end of the album was, this really reminds me of Runaway. Like a slightly longer in the context of this album, but a slightly longer song with, I think this is probably the best production of any song on this album. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's, there's It's really the most a, complete song and it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know what I think the only detractor for this song is? I don't know, it's the subject matter of the whole album, but the subject matter. The only thing that stops this from being another level of Kanye track like Runaway, one of those ones that just you, you keep coming back to is the oh, subject matter. The subject matter, the subject, I, it, it works in this context. It works on this album, but it's not something that you're gonna wanna. Do you I, know how culturally I, significant clips on a song in 2019 is? Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> this is, no, the, I know what you're Do, saying. You get what this, yeah. The, the subject this... matter isn't gonna endear me to want to go back and listen to it on its own in isolation when I'm trying to like, I will put the this way, on my playlist. The way yeah. that the way that Runaway does. I will put this on this my is, playlist. For me, this song is up there. For one, Pusha T and No Malice haven't made a song together since 2013. Yeah. Good facts. <laughs> so Ooh, you like, came in with your numbers. Clips. This is a big deal. The fact that Pusha doesn't swear. There's no co-craps. Anyone who knows the <laughs> knows like the journey of clips knows that like. Apart from that 2013 song. He was born with a duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> no Malice went super religious. The last song they made was called Shame the Devil. Mm. And No Malice did go down a super rap religious. So again, Kanye isn't the first person to do this. Yeah. He's just the person to not take the stick, I'll say. Because a lot of musicians have gone religious, which is something that I'll bring up in later episodes. But the fact that this song or the creation of this was able to bring Pusher and No Malice together where they rapped together on a song and it fits so well. It wasn't phoned in, you could tell. Yeah. And then 
that saxophone solo. Bear in mind, rap has played around with the saxophone a little bit, especially kind of horns and yeah. and in the church you're gonna see it. We had Terrace Martin and To Pimp a But all over To Pimp a Butterfly. Kenny G is an absolute legend. Oh yeah. And yeah, to have bear in mind, Kenny G is the saxophonist that Kanye got to play. Oh, you for beat Kim. me to it. I was gonna bring I'm that so up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so again, Kanye is putting in work here, but yeah, this song and the way it ended, phenomenal. To add my bit on the last before I let you guys talk, the final song, Jesus is Lord, that 49 seconds. That was in the Jesus is King film. I think that's, if I remember right, this played during the credits okay. of um, of the Jesus is King movie, which we haven't really talked about, but in all honesty, that it was just fucking weird. So, <laughs> so yeah, thinking about it gives me a stress headache. <laughs> like, <laughs> I paid 10 pounds to go to mass in IMAX. Yeah, a bit wild. It would have been lit. That's like paying your tithe. I wanted to, oh, wow. Uh, the, the Sunday service, experience though that is being very doing. different that, oh that looks insane yeah i would i would happily pay 10 pounds to go to that i mean i'd pay way more than that yeah so my bank the way my bank <laughs> set up. my bank so my bank at the end fit. of every mass service there is a benediction which is a short prayer i had to google what that prayer is called because i knew it had a name yeah um, and that's the whole go in peace to love and serve the lord daps up your neighbor mm. however the priest <laughs> wants to do it and it felt like Kanye, because of the way this has been running in the Sunday service and the way you end a traditional Sunday service, that was his benediction. Addiction. That was his oh, okay. short, nice. like a, just a short prayer, a short I like that. little phrase in which the priest would otherwise say, go in peace. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Yeah. You know what's really stuck, try that again. What's really stood out to me throughout this entire album is every time that you've come with something like that, it's given me an appreciation for a part of the album that musically, sonically, I didn't enjoy. Breaking down so, barriers, can you? Jesus is Lord right at the end for another Slowpo classic for me. If I was if I was just playing this album how I'd want to listen to it, like when I go back and listen to this album again, I'm just I'm gonna just skip over that. But to put it on there as part of a whole project. Yeah, I fits into the whole thing that Kanye's going for here. Open with a big I uh, get everyone excited about being here in church. And then- As you walk into church, that's usually happening. Yeah, and then it goes a little bit, that's where you get the, the heavier stuff, those first few songs, that's the 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 f two, three, four, probably like the barriest songs. Barriest, I love that. <laughs> well, other than Close on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, two to five, Yeah, probably the barriest. And then, you know, that middle bit where it's very, here's the, here's the real, Here's my, what, what was the word you kept using? Because it gets to that bit of church where everything's very serious and very like, oh, this is for the grownups. This is for the God-fearing men. Yeah. And then right at the end, pick it back up again, it's but leave time. you with your benediction. Yeah, like I was saying at come, the beginning, benediction come back. I liked how it opened and then I wanted it to end on the same way. Yeah. But after you explaining that, I feel like that fits perfectly. Yeah, literally agree with AJ. This does... This whole album feels like you're at church. Like you go in, everything's- The roller coaster of it, even though he, it's funny because his entire message is- I'm trying to make it fun and like, church, it, yeah. and like churchy <laughs> and like that the people want to go. Um, I'd still rather listen to this than go to church. Mm, I'm yeah. pretty sure I can't step yeah. in a church. 
I burst into flames. <laughs> oh, some of the people in church would burst into flames. Let's not talk about them ones there. Mm. Um, <laughs> I did talk about them. Think, <laughs> Please stop fucking kids. Yes. Looking, <laughs> looking back on reflection of this. <laughs> We're trying so hard. Oh, wow. That was the perfect, that was the wrong time to say looking back. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> Look back at it. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Fuck. We're going to hell. Humor, no, no, no humor has no ends. I um, know if he did Delirious. Yeah, in reflection. He did a whole Delirious. In reflection on this, I, even though it's a very short album at yeah. 27 minutes, I would have been happy in taking out three songs, God wow. Is, Water, and On God. Having it short. You would have taken out it on God. No, I'd have left on God. I'd have left on God. If I had to Maybe take out God, let me God land. is gone. Oh, let, let him land. Let me land. If you take okay. out God is water on God, have everything we need as an interlude, that's a that's a solid that's phenomenal. a solid EP. That's, I that's phenomenal. I agree yeah, and disagree at the same time. So I, my my that's still eight tracks. My that's eight, an eight track <laughs> eight track EP. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I would take out God is and Jesus is Lord because I really, really want to end. I know it defeats the object, but from from purely enjoyment of the music point of view, it was nice to listen to. It was, it was poop to the scoops. No Bruce Lee. There was nothing going on in there, but the choir in there was nice. It sort of melded into everything we need a little bit with a bit of a calmer tone and all that kind of thing. I'd leave On God in there because I think that really he's trying to drive a message home there. And it's I mean, uh, and it's still quite rap. Don't get me There's wrong. rap in there. Don't get me wrong. That <laughs> and it is, like, we're, we're calling it a hip hop album. Don't get me wrong. That I didn't think that On God was a bad song. A song, God. But when you, look, when you compare, for that being a rapping song compared to the other songs where he raps, Soleil, Follow God, it's not as good. That's why I would say if I, if I took that out, Water and God Is, then we were experiencing different sections of Kanye in what I feel is the best on the album so far. Like, like On God's not the best rapping performance. No, it's not. From him on this album. And then God is and water are just not great songs. They're not. God is is just painful to listen to. Like whether or not water needs to be there is irrelevant. I only want to take out God is because it's just uncomfortable to actually listen to. Like yeah. I just don't like it. I'm on about like making the album. And then Jesus is Lord. Project. I just really want to end on that Kenny G solo. That's the only reason I'm taking out Jesus is Lord. Cause I actually really see why it's there from a, from a whole package point of view, but that solo is just so good. So what do we think of the-, the Sign, what, Sign what do you, what, what's your- Album overall to wrap it up. So I agree a lot with Slopo there that I would have taken out, what was it on, I can't remember the name of that song that hurt my ears. God is. God is. That's the one. I would have definitely taken out God is. Yep. Everything we need is an interlude. Mm -hmm. Would have been great as an interlude. Some of the songs, as you know, hands on, great song. Use this gospel. The, the last three, phenomenal. But you go into it with a salt, yeah, because it, yeah, because of where God is leaves you. So yeah, this for me could have easily been a phenomenal eight track EP. Yeah, and 
I love, I understand from kind of listening to it and as a fan, as someone who understands religion and understands kind of how the different ways and people apply that to their lives just from my own observations and experience, I understand how it seems like he dived in like head first. And a lot, one of the things he questions constantly is how other Christians can talk about him the way they do. Mm. Definitely understand all of that. At points, it feels a bit too samey. He doesn't actually mention anything about the organizational structure of religion. To him, it's just God and Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't mention any of the other That's stuff. That's true. That a lot of people feel the oppression by he like does where I opt out. He, he does address that in interviews yes. as well. That's a yes. very good point. I haven't done that, but um, I haven't watched the interviews because I wanted to just take this as yeah. is. I'm someone who doesn't like that part of religion. So for me, this album said a lot. I didn't like that it still came off as really samey. Mm. He does the really classic, almost stereotypical religious thing that everything is a battle and your celebrations are few and far between. Every now and then he's like, celebrate your life, spoil yourself. But then the rest of the time he's like, the devil is on yeah. my back and all of this. And that's the stuff that I feel like is tiring to listen to, even as someone who understands religion. So someone who doesn't understand religion, it's a battle that hasn't been glorified ever before. We know yeah. about, you can play a Pusha T song now and we all feel the struggle of selling yeah. drugs. No one's out here doing kilos of duffel bags, but it sounds phenomenal because it's been romanticized to us. Mm. Kind of just felt like he went real heavy with it. If I listen to this in other gospel playlists, I wonder what it'll sound like. Because a lot of these songs are appearing in like gospel playlists. Mm. So I definitely understand what he's trying to do. Probably if he had more input from people of the genre, we would have yeah. got a more rounded album. Give me some Kirk Franklin, that's all I want. <laughs> I'm gonna reserve my final judgment on it until we open up next week's episode. I will, I'm away next week due to being- Employed. Just, yeah, hella busy. So, that's all you have to say. Hella busy. <laughs> um, but I will reserve judgment. I'll send an audio clip to be edited in. Oh wait, for... I'm not here next week. Oh. Well, no episode next week. Sorry guys. Oh, okay, we can I'm work in, this out. I'm in Prague. You'll get some content. Oh, you out here. Yeah. <laughs> you booked and busy. Uh, we have then, an idea, stay tuned for an idea. Oh, maybe for the next two weeks. Okay, we'll work this out. Yeah, I'm in Prague then, Norway. Ooh. And okay. on that bombshell, it is time to go. Jesus is King. Praise the Lord, baby Jesus. Thank you I for like, sending the episode. I like the baby Jesus best. My dictation, go in peace and serve the Lord. If anybody gets that reference, you, you the best. Ooh.